Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we are talking... Monks. Those guys in the road. Right. Those guys who love to monk out. They just... <laughs> monk out sounds like... A, that sounds like a slur, doesn't it? That's... <laughs> against monks it is <laughs> that sounds very bigoted it does, i don't have any problem with monks they're all right they stay by themselves so there's a like the worst thing they can do is like not live up to the color of their creed when it comes to treating other monks right 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 and y'all are locked in that building man have at it yeah yeah i think more people should be monks I think that should be like more of a I think that should be more of an option that is like advertised to people. I think more people are up for monkage than there are monks in monasteries. Probably, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who would who would be up for the idea of it. Plus everybody is on here's the thing, everybody is on Instagram now. Right. Well, I mean, they have been. For Are there t- monks on Instagram? No, no. This is what I'm saying is everybody's on Instagram. And so a lot of people are on this social media trip where they, and I'm just saying Instagram, and I'm saying now as in it started 10 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> In the modern time, people sure. use Instagram, which is mostly a platform where you go to post really beautiful pictures of all the stuff you're doing Mm -hmm. and all the food you get to eat and what a good person you are right and it's good to be positive but i think it portrays a certain kind of lifestyle i think if you want to prove to other people that you are better than them you could just go be a monk right because there's no disputing oh man you ate a really good hot dog i'm a monk bitch right but i think that the thing with monkitude is that like like being like yo bitch i'm a monk is like kind of contrary to like the basic <laughs> philosophy of it <laughs> like you can't like body check someone with your monk status and be like in your face <laughs> oh Who's yeah the monk yes yeah oh <laughs> you're hungry well i just only had rice for breakfast every day Right. When I woke up at five in the morning. Right. <laughs> so before we get too deep right. into the monk lifestyle, Natalie, what is a monk? A monk is a person who practices religious asceticism by monastic living, either alone or with any number of other monks. And they will decide to dedicate their life to serving all other living beings or just to be an ascetic who chooses to leave mainstream society and just live a life of contemplation. Okay, and monks are by definition men. Yeah. A girl monk is a nun. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that when it comes to traditional religious orders, they believe in girls and boys. Right. Just you're one or the other to them. Right. But like, I mean, if you're just going to put on a robe and you're just going to go and live a life of celibacy praying, I don't think it matters. Oh, no. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that. Like you're giving up a lot of other stuff about your personality before you show up there. Yeah, sure. Sure. Several years ago, I met a nun before she went to the convent. Yeah. I keep thinking nunnery. That's not what it's called, though, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. It's called a convent, yeah. Convent sounds like a first-person shooter game. Right. <laughs> but I met I met a nun. I took an adult education class, which was my first mistake. Right. But you, 
you got to do different stuff to spice your life up. And so I took an adult education class and there was this lady there and she seemed like she was all right. She seemed like she was nice. And everybody had to go around because I thought, we'll see, what I thought was it, it was an adult education class. I thought we were going to learn some stuff from the teachers. And what it turned out to be was socialization class for shy people. And I didn't know. And I'm not shy. Right. So that... <laughs> That, I, that made me feel very awkward. Mm -hmm. It would be like putting on my eyeglasses and sightfully walking into a meeting of blind people. Like, I, like you, guys, <laughs> you guys can't tell that I can see. Right, right. But I feel, I feel guilty. This is not the place for me. Right, right. I ended up going to like half the classes because I paid. <laughs> but so we all went around and, and everybody had to go around, say your name. And say, like, and it was like a get to know you thing. So it was like, tell people about yourself and then say what your favorite animal is or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so it got to her. We all waited and she goes, I am taking this class as one of my last steps before I join the convent. I was told by my priest that instead of going straight to the convent, I need to get out and experience liberal life to see what there is in the outside world before locking myself up forever. So this is it. I'm doing this and I'm going to the convent. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is your last glimpse at like the modern Western world. How this? old was she? How old was she? Oh, uh, do like 25 max. Back. she was not old yeah and i was like Whew, all right i don't remember i don't remember the lady's name and it would be impossible to look her up because she's in a convent now i'm assuming she didn't right. seem she didn't right. seem like this pushed her off of her path at all <laughs> she didn't love that improv class so much that she just like <laughs> fuck this church stuff <laughs> i can stay out here this is where it's at <laughs> i just i just want to say that when natalie just did that she did jazz hands <laughs> I don't think this lady, I don't think she was somebody who would have known the the concept of jazz hands or, right. or jazz, really. Right. What was she wearing? I just want to know all about this, about this lady. Was she wearing uh, something modest? I don't, I, uh, she was not wearing anything that stuck out in my mind, honestly. I think you have a much better, Natalie has like a photographic memory. I do. Yeah. I do not have... I have a probably an average memory. I don't remember what she was wearing. It was nondescript to the point that I didn't remember it. Right. Probably some kind of shirt and some <laughs> and some jeans and she probably had some brown hair. Oh. That's that's about it. <laughs> How tall was she? I don't know. She was sitting down. That makes it hard to tell. Because you really only get the torso length. Right, right. Is her torso very long? How long was her torso? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that we're talking about this nun like they're exotic. I personally, like in my life, nuns are like not particularly exotic. Like I have nuns in my family and stuff. That is why that is wild to me. <laughs> like my, I do not, uh, you know, going back, my family was Irish Catholic going back, but I don't know anybody in my family who is. I've, I ha there's been like more than one person in my family who's been a nun. Uh, in nunerated? Yeah, yeah. She did the, She did a nun on him. <laughs> she did a run and nun. <laughs> Nunned out. <laughs> the only the only thing I remember about this, 
I guess you would call her a pre-nun. The only thing I know about this pre-nun is that the last time I went to this class, she ha she brought a big Tupperware full of cookies. Mm -hmm. And she cracked them open. She's like, I brought you all some cookies. And I was like, hell yeah. And she started passing them out. And she's like, oh, you know, these chocolate chip, whatever. And people started taking them before the bucket got to me, right? Uh -huh. she, somebody was like, oh, do you bake a lot of cookies? She's like, oh, no. I don't, I don't eat anything like this. And then somebody's like, oh, you baked all these cookies and you don't even eat cookies? She's like, no, I haven't even had one of these. And I'm like, I ain't touching them. <laughs> she, she was making you a gift, but she, she was abstaining. She like, she was doing a lice asceticism. Yeah, I, I know, but <laughs> there are just some things I can't get over. I get a little lizard brain about right, it. Like right. I will not eat food if it is prepared by children. And I assure you that the nun wasn't going to kill you before no, she went to the convent. No, though. I don't think she was poisoning me, but I couldn't. My brain couldn't get over it. She's like, I baked a whole bunch of cookies and I'm not going to have one. I was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I very recently, like very recently, a relative of mine actually cloistered herself, which is like nun plus one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, usually, like, if you're a nun, you will be, like, you'll be kind of involved in, like, the community and stuff. Like, you might teach kids at the church school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you might go out to the store. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, you see nuns are out and about, right? Uh, I've seen a nun out. Yeah, sure. But, like, if you're cloistered, you just go into the building and that's the last you see. That's the last anyone sees of you. Like in that movie, The Devils. Yeah, right. That that movie actually owned, yeah. <laughs> So what exactly, before we get too deep, what is asceticism? Asceticism is a lifestyle that you would opt into where you abstain from any kind of sensual pleasures. So you can be like extremely frugal. You can be like, I don't have any material possessions. You can be like, oh, my clothes suck, right? Mm -hmm. You could be like, I'm not going to eat anything like there's all kinds of ways you can restrict your lifestyle to the point where you like exist on nothing. And so and so that is usually the goal with the asceticism is that you are just like completely disconnected from like material concerns like you're not it's not your thing anymore. Yeah. So people people do that who are not monks or nuns sometimes. Right. Sure. But that's their general vibe. And so the idea is that they're rejecting the material world. Mm hmm. They're saying that that this world is not for me. I'm just here for the big man. I'm just here for like co contemplation and like prayer and uh, get getting about this god shit. So, one thing I always wonder about the monks and nuns is that so you go and you just stay by yourself and you don't. I mean, the idea was that the monks are at the monastery and they have their own little garden and they raise animals and they have a farm and they just are self-sustaining, uh -huh. which is like good. I mean, the world doesn't have enough land for everybody to subsistence farm and be self-sustaining. And the way the economy is set up, you can't do that. If you're a farmer, you have to do like mega crops for mm -hmm. Monsanto or whatever. Mm -hmm. I understand how that works. I think that the part where you're self-sufficient and you all work together for something that you all want is like the basis of society, right? Right, right. My question is, if you are just locking yourself up and you are just praying to God 
don't most people feel, and I'm not religious, so I don't know, but don't most people feel like if you are on earth and you want to be a positive force and you want to please your God, whoever that is, that you would do good works instead of like basically just jacking off while you read the Bible? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I have no answer for that. Because just doing the Bible by yourself is like, you can do that if you want, but I don't think you're better than like the people who are like helping the homeless or the people who are like feeding impoverished people, people who who are creating a food bank and a food desert, people who are giving clothing and shelter to people who don't have it. Right, right. It just seems... I don't, I feel like I don't understand, but I don't know well, that much about thing. religion. Here's the thing is that when someone is going to like devote their entire life to something like that, I think that it is partially more of a, like an academic or scholarly pursuit. Like it is like an intellectual exercise in them, in them knowing their religion as intimately as they can and practicing it as, as, as close to the letter as they can. So I, I feel like that is the part is the point of it and also with any of like the major religions like like any of the major religions there is the idea of enlightenment or like going or going on to a spiritual reward and so like your interest in religion is is personal anyway right sure you can't you can't i mean that's just that 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 i'd have no idea if what the reasoning is but like that would be my guess okay so that I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like a lot of people have or want a purpose. And I guess rejecting the idea of purpose as being something in the secular world might be might be part of that. And I guess there's the idea where if you are practicing your religion as much as possible and being a scholar about it and learning about it that you might be able to do or discover something that is enlightening to the rest of the world. Right. I, I don't I don't know. It it's so completely it's a completely apart from my own ideas about what I want to do that I don't understand it at all. Right, sure, sure. And I, I think it's interesting that people do it. I met a few years ago I met I think a friar. Yeah. And a friar is not a monk. No. But he was not like locked in a monastery he was he just had like a a friar is like the difference between like a cloistered nun and a nun a monk would be like the equivalent of like a cloistered nun and a friar would be like the equivalent of like a nun that goes out and teaches and stuff like that and so a friar is someone who has who has who has taken a vow of like religious lifestyle shit but they still interact with the community and they do community work okay Okay. I mean, that, yeah, that makes more, if I was going to do that, that makes more sense to me. Right. Is being super religious, but then also helping people. Right. I mean, that's an option, but we're talking about monks and people who are like, who are specifically opting to to close themselves off. And like. I mean, it's like, I'm not, I'm not criticizing them. It's basically like the Amish where it's like, it's not for me. I don't understand it. But certainly if you want to, if you want to do it, it's fine. I would like to understand is all. Right. Right. And me not understanding doesn't mean that somebody else's lifestyle isn't valid. Right. Sure. Sure. And I'm, I'm just saying I, I would love to understand it on a deeper level. I don't know that I can. Right. 
Right. Uh, to me, like, it's always, it was an acceptable enough idea in my family that there was always like, maybe you'll grow up and do this and that, or you'll be a nun. Wow. So it was like that, it like, was that open. It was listed it w- off as an option. Like, maybe you'll do that instead. Who knows? Like when my mom said she would join the circus. Right, right. But like yeah, but we had like I had we had relatives that were were nuns, and we would like go to church, and then like our aunt the nun would be there. Wow. Okay. okay. We'd only see her at church though. Yeah, that's the spot. Right. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Just where we left her. <laughs> She was always, I don't, I never really got to know her because first off, I only ever saw her at church. Second off, I was always skeptical of her because I was like, if anyone was going to snitch on you to God, it would be her. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get too real at all with the nun in your family. Right. No, no. Sister Agnes. Oh, that's such a nun name, yeah. too. I mean, you had to pick one out. <laughs> oh, was that not her given name? I don't, I don't really know. I don't okay. Know. It was my grandmother's sister. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, so... Um, asceticism is like not just something with Christianity. They do in Buddhism, Jainism, Hinduism, Islam, uh, Judaism, Pythagoreanism, uh, and then there's also other contemporary practices that will do asceticism. Um, there are people who practice ancient religions like Zoroastrianism and Egyptian-based religions and the Dionysian mysteries and shit like that who will reject any kind of ascetic practices. And they say that you're you're supposed to either pursue hedonism or they put weight on having, like, a, a family life and a spouse and things like that, procreating. Oh, man. you pre- I'm listening now. <laughs> hedonism, a spouse, and procreating. <laughs> Sign me up for that one. Sounds like you're a Zoroastrian. And you don't lock yourself in, but you go out? (laughs) Well, where's this shit been? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know anything about Pythagoreanism. Well, maybe we'll we'll have to learn about it in the future if you'd like. Can you imagine, like, starving yourself over math? Man, just every time, every time I look at a triangle, I don't even have to eat, baby. I just put on this hair shirt, whip myself about it. I whip myself. Do monks do that? I don't know if monks do that. (laughs) I I mean, sometimes asceticism is like destructive asceticism. Scourging yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The hair shirt, whipping yourself. So it's like they have these things called salise and they, it's either a hair shirt or it is like a... It's kind of like chain mail. It is like a belt or like a like a little tank top or like a piece of like fabric that is like chain mail, but it has like hooks sticking out of it. Oh. You, and you'll wear that underneath your clothes in, oh. order, in order to make your life more unpleasant. <laughs> wow. That's some serious scourging stuff. I'm not sure how much monks do that stuff, though. I wonder. That sounds like kind of more of a niche thing. Like yeah. if you're rolling your own kind of program. <laughs> yeah. way of putting it (laughs) 
getting get weird with it. <laughs> I mean, some people do Peloton. Some people decide to get their own bike and rig it up so it shocks them in the balls. <laughs> a different fitness program <laughs> right right <laughs> so um the first monks were hermits now i could get down with a hermit type lifestyle like that's that seems all right with me if i didn't if i didn't marry you i could see myself being a hermit yeah i mentioned that before i'm sure but it's like i could really see it i could really see it appealing to me just cloistering yourself <sighs> right like in just, your in your house yeah just like living in a house full of books and just like reading books until i die yeah yeah i'm not i'm not a hermit, but I respect it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's fine. You're the only one. You're the only one standing in between me and and being a hermit right now. Though, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so, um, hermits were also known as recluses. <laughs> And they were people who would go off to live alone in the wilderness and dedicate their lives to God. And so initially they would spend 40 days and 40 nights in the desert, like Jesus and John the Baptist. And they would live alone in the most unpleasant place possible. And then they would just like focus and meditate on on God the whole time, right? And they were subjected to the temptations to believe (laughs) Because obviously it's not, yeah. right? And so yeah. it's just like a, a trial for them, right? And the earliest hermit was either St. Anthony the Great or Paul of Thebes. And those guys were like in the 200s, right? Uh-huh. And they would purposefully have like really shitty lives and just live in shitty caves and uh, old abandoned buildings in the desert. And it got to be kind of a popular thing for guys to do. <laughs> 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 And soon they had, like, so many hermits that were, like, all, like, they were just spaced out. <laughs> right? Like, like, like six feet at the grocery store. Like, the minimum amount of space for you to be considered to be alone. Yeah. And they just spaced themselves out, right? And they were all over the place. <laughs> just completely filling up the Egyptian desert. Right, right. All those, So then all those guys were, like, helping each other out and, like, they were collaborating with like growing food and like helping each other when they weren't being hermits and so then that was when they invented monasteries and so a monastery is like a group of hermits who are all working together to solve problems okay 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 that makes (laughs) having great times together that makes sense i love to go out into the desert to find myself and just end up living in a different alternate society (laughs) The real, the real hermits were all the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was the first monastery. And then, so there's a saint called St. Pachomius the Great, who was the founder of Christian Cenobitic monasticism. And so... Cenobitic? Yes. Like Like the Cenobites? Like the Cenobites. So the, the word Cenobite didn't originally mean those guys. <laughs> it originally referred to a special, like a like a sect of monks. Oh. And so they that was like in Crotona, Italy, and so they had a commune for philosophical study, and then they would share st- stuff together. I can't believe that the word Cenobites just means you share your stuff. <laughs> you all like are. are Working together to understand a philosophy together, and then you share your stuff, yeah. A philosophy of pain. 
like the idea of a bunch of people just working together to scrape your household by, and so no one has to work, and all you just do is sit around and think about shit all day. I mean, that's basically like a punk house. That's basically what we do when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really like an ideal situation. Just yeah, like... you find some place horrible like uh, wetland that's been somewhat filled in. Yeah, go live in the old swamp. <laughs> Go live in an old swamp where you can't even get paid to code. Right. <laughs> and then just think about stuff. <laughs> think about it. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, pieces are getting put together right, right now. Right, right. Starting to understand my life more. I'm a techno hermit. <laughs> I'm more of a techno fryer. Right. I like to I like to think about stuff. I also like to go out in my community and just see people walking their dog. Hey, you need anything? <laughs> How you doing? You good? <laughs> uh, so where do monks live? The monkery. <laughs> <laughs> the monkery sounds like uh place that sounds like a gastro pub right where they would give you a 21 dollar hamburger on a piece of wood <laughs> they put za'atar on it right right za'atar <sighs> that just makes it more expensive yeah i mean that's what they want you they don't know it's, i mean it's just an herb yeah right but that's like harissa <laughs> put that on stuff it's like i don't fucking know what that is like, i guess it's expensive man they, people just put it on the menu because they know that most people don't know what that is and so yeah. it makes it makes it seem exotic yeah exactly and then you get it and you're like it's supposed to have za'atar on it i can't tell which part of this is za'atar this tastes like laurie's fry seasoning man <laughs> <laughs> i don't think this is so exotic right uh so monks live in monasteries not monkeries <laughs> Um, and in general, monasteries will have restricted access to the outside world. And so monasteries where, are places where only nuns will reside or only monks. Okay. Uh, once in a while, they have guest accommodations, but in general, they don't. And monks or nuns will just live in practice of their religion. And so they spend most of the day alternating between going to church and going to eat and going to work. And so their work will always be like little bullshits that they use to then make money to run their convent or their monastery. Okay. Well, I know, uh, like in Belgium, the monks used to make beer. Yeah. They, uh, they probably still do. Right, Some right. of them do. Yeah. Convents have nuns in them, but they are more open access to the outside world. And so the nuns there will work in hospitals or schools or wherever the fuck, right? But then they go back to their convent at night. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Right. And then, like we were saying, friars are then the male version of a convent where... They are brothers who then will go out and work and do stuff outside of the friary. And so those are the public-facing members of the religion who who do, like, the outreach stuff. Okay. So, so, that, so that is, like, there aren't, it's not like there's nobody who's helping anybody. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that's good. I mean... I suppose it is, I suppose it is kind of egocentric to assume that if 
a bunch of people are getting together in a building and they're not doing anything for me, then what are they doing? <laughs> right. Well, here's also, here's here's an idea. This doesn't, I mean, I'm not sure if this is an idea that, that these guys believe in, but there is an idea that by devoting your life to study and contemplation and meditation and just only spending your time doing that and cutting yourself off to, from the world and, and just like spending all your time learning. Like that is not necessarily a selfish pursuit that does not benefit everybody because the universal consciousness, you're like double timing the enlightenment of all of humanity by devoting yourself solely to, to the pursuit of enlightenment. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. That's probably why Buddhist monks do that so much. Cause I don't know. I don't know about like Benedictine monks. I don't know about their beliefs in the universal consciousness, but Buddhists are pretty much yeah, right. on the on the wheel there. Right, right. And that's like Hinduism is like on there also also yeah. they would have they have. So by doing that you are benefiting everybody by by hastening the process of everyone being enlightened. And that is why in certain societies, like if you see monks, they are treated with respect because they are they are doing a, a good for everybody. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I would disrespect a monk. No. I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying you should either. But like, <laughs> I'm just like saying how how it's not like shutting yourself off is not necessarily shutting yourself off. Okay. Yeah. Because you still you're still part of that network that covers the entire fucking planet, man. Okay. And you're just like plugging in a lot of sweet information instead of plugging in more trash like everyone else is, right? That's true. Yeah, if you look at it that way, it you're makes so it makes the a lot of sense. vibrations of the whole planet, man. Well, I know that Buddhist monks explicitly meditate, but really like being in your little room like staring at a candle and saying the same stuff over and over again like you're essentially meditating you're just calling it something different right 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 i mean it's meditation yeah yeah but i mean that's what monks do i mean yeah that is like a common thread among among almost all religions is meditation because it's good for your brain and it's free we should oh it's free well here's a zero dollar idea <laughs> I may have to meditate on that one a little longer. <laughs> I have a million dollar idea. How about... Garbage Brain University. M million dollar idea. Meditation Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> you sit like a little iPad and you sit down in front of your pillow and you sit on your pillow and then you pay me $40 a month. Yeah. And then I'll be like, you can do Oh. I really love it when you meditate. Just focus on, just focus. Don't think about anything right now. You just got to clear your mind. <laughs> and just keep on doing that for like however long the person wants to meditate for. Like you're really, you're really getting enlightened now. I can tell. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So it's a combination of motiv motivation yeah. and ASMR uh -huh. and meditating <laughs> pep talks yeah uh -huh. what you know i think that's the classic double dip is enriching the universal consciousness so really all that meditation is also yours uh -huh. that you're making people do and then making them pay Counts you towards my meditation yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be so fucking chilled out you're gonna shit <laughs>
<laughs> well, we are all, we're all going to be more chilled out. That's everybody's consciousness. Right. Every yuppie that is into apps and gadgets is going to get this. And that's it. That's it. $40 for, a month from everybody. For, 40 There's 8 billion people in the world. You know, <laughs> that's 30. Th- that's a lot of money. That is $320 billion a month. <laughs> That is so much. We could buy, uh, every three months, we could buy an F-35, which is a war plane. <laughs> They're bombing people. <laughs> Those tomahawks, we could get a few of those every month. Right. And some good shit. Right. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Visualize it. You can visualize anything. What do you want to meditate about today, baby? <laughs> And the winner of today's meditation is this player. <laughs> here at the top of the leaderboard, you're so enlightened. <laughs> meditation leaderboard, that is that is an amazing concept. Who can meditate the best? Right. In the meditation speed run. Who can meditate the fastest? Who can achieve no thinking, smooth brain? Right. The most and the best? Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah, what sounds like you're pretty good at it. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Tabula I mean, rasa, I, baby. <laughs> I, I can't tell. That's all, that's all internal. Right. There's nothing there, man. Empty shell. Right? You're not Natalie. You're not an empty vessel. No, in a good way. I'm just here to receive divine inspiration. You're clearing. <laughs> what you're doing is you're clearing off your table because you can't eat on a table that's full of garbage. You clear out the table right, right. and now you can receive a delicious mind meal. Right, right. Mmm. <laughs> Dig it, man. <laughs> so what does a monk do all day? Whatever he fucking wants. No, that's not true. He, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking gets a nice big slice of ass, smokes a fucking giant blunt. First, a monk wakes up and puts on a shirt that says, it's a monk thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> you need a shirt that says that. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so the main thing, they will do the washing and cooking for the monastery. Um, they have, like, a garden where they will grow all the food for the monastery. And they will do all of the farm work and hay making and threshing. They will make wine and ale. And they will have bees. Like, things that they can sell easily that people love, right? And they'll provide medical care for people in the community. They will educate the boys in the community. They will copy manuscripts. And then they will host pilgrims, like, coming through. Like, historically? Like, there's always pilgrims. Religious pilgrims are, like, a thing. Okay. I guess that's true. You could do pilgrimages all over the place. It's not like they only did it once and then they stopped. (laughs) I just didn't, I didn't know that I could just walk to a monastery and, and knock on the door and they'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, it's me, a pilgrim. (laughs) I mean, that would be, 
they provide hospitality. You would get like a very uncomfortable wooden cot and then you would get like some slop in the morning probably, I'm sure. Oh, I was thinking, okay. They wouldn't give you like a blowy or anything yeah, like that. Well, that's, no, I, no, I would not be going to the monastery. Expecting a blowy. <laughs> it's just, when you said hospitality, I was thinking like Olive Garden. <laughs> hey, hospitaliano. <laughs> not what a monastery is about at all <laughs> they're gonna have like no spaghetti remember they're like all about like no sensual pleasures yeah so like whatever yeah. you eat there is probably gonna be boiled vegetables on a piece of very brown bread i have to say i understand the like philosophical underpinnings of asceticism but i have to say personally that i am not a recluse and i really like sensual pleasures <laughs> i'm a recluse who enjoys sensual pleasures <laughs> it's a it's a spectrum <laughs> i would like to devote my life to 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 studying the finer points of philosophy by myself and then like sit on a magic wand every day <laughs> well you know i'm glad we have the freedom to pursue our philosophical ends <laughs> I just want to do some brain work and then nut. <laughs> and then wake up tomorrow for another day of the same. Yeah. Read some read some heavy books. Buzz off. Go to sleep. <laughs> you know, uh, that sounds an awful lot like that Morrissey song. Every day is like Sunday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every day I wake up in the monastery. <laughs> do, monks, do monks jerk off? Or are they not allowed to? It's probably frowned upon. I I would doubt they would. I don't think they would think it was... I don't think they would think that it was cool. I mean, you do... I, You wouldn't do it in, like, the mess hall. I'm, I've been led to believe by television and movies that monks have their own little room with one candle and a Bible. Right. Uh-huh. So that would really... That would be a great spot for it. But I don't think they do. Because they would find out. People would find out. I don't think it's about people finding out. I think it would be contrary to their goal of focusing themselves on God. And no and no sensual pleasures. I think drinking yeah. off is a sensual pleasure, probably. Probably. <laughs> That's probably like one of the top ones. As far as doing something that is self-centered, that you enjoy and doesn't hurt anyone and is free, it's pretty funny how nearly everyone frowns on it. <laughs> Even the people that are like, you need to spiritually, you need to engage yourself spiritually and help the community and provide hospitaliano to pilgrims, you cannot steam your wiener. <laughs> that is That's God's wiener. <laughs> all the more reason. So what is it? Okay, so what do modern monks do all day? All right, for real, right? So they get up at four in the morning. This sounds like that's for, that's for fucking dumbasses right there. I wouldn't even go to bed. <laughs> but I had to get up at four in the morning. I'd be like, I gotta stay up. If I was a monk, I'd stay up. <laughs> stay up. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about this fucking sleeping for two hours shit. Fuck this. <laughs> so you would, just, you would contemplate all night. Yeah. All con- right. Okay. So. Okay. I would stop contemplating at four in the morning. 
to go to vigils, which is like church for an hour. Then they would have lauds, which is again at church. So that was another 38 minutes of church followed by mass. And they would have breakfast between like 5 and 7.45 in the morning, right? Then they have tercy, which is also in church and is some kind of thing they do in church the last 10 minutes. Pop in, do a little tercy. Can't. I was going to say can't be that involved, but it might be like H-I-I-T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's you're like praying rude. so fucking hard, you're going to fucking pop something. <laughs> and Strenuous. MF's in there praying like the micro machine guy. Yeah. Uh, at night in the morning, they all go to work. Uh they do their shit. <laughs> I guess gifts, the guests meet outside the gift shop. <laughs> this is a very specific. <laughs> the guests meet outside the gift shop. <laughs> they just had to sit out there and wait for the monks to work, I guess. This is a very specific monastery we got these yeah. scheduled from. <laughs> Uh, they work till 1240 uh, 1 o'clock p.m. They head to church for sext <laughs> That also lasts 10 minutes So obviously that's another big pump up That's a that's a turbo <laughs> church That's a fast boy Yeah uh, 2 o'clock p.m. No nay In church Again 10 minutes Right uh-huh. 5.20 p.m. Exposition and Eucharistic adoration in church 5.50 p.m. Vespers in the church for 30 minutes at 6:20 they will have dinner in the refectory and then at 7:30 they have complete in church which lasts about 15 minutes followed by no one's allowed talking till tomorrow wow so that is so monks take a some monks take a vow well people take a vow of silence uh-huh. but that is something they regularly do uh-huh. is just silence uh-huh. i almost wonder if the they started doing that because they were used to being hermits. And then when they came together to be the first Cenobites, <laughs> they were like, y'all are talking so much. Right, right. Well, you can't contemplate when no one will shut up. It's true. That's, that why, is... I, that's why I always read books in the bathtub. You know, <laughs> I think that it's good to find what you're good at and what you need. And if you are good at shutting the fuck up and just letting other people think, I think that's good. That's a good skill to have, and it's good for the universal consciousness. Right. I think it takes us all up a level every time an angel shuts the fuck up. Right, right. (laughs) I'm really good at shutting the fuck up. Like, I'm pretty good at it. You'd be surprised. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine not talking, though. It's like... Not a problem for me. I'm I'm fine chilling out and and not talking. But if I was a monk, I would also be the monk, where every ten minutes I'd be sitting there and I'd be sitting there like I don't know. I'd probably be like in the I'd probably be like in the pantry, like looking at all of the quadruple ales. Yeah. <laughs> being like just silent, just contemplating. <laughs> Because I'd be pretty good at it by then. Uh-huh. And some other monk would come in and I'd be like, yo, did you see what Father Gregory? And he'd be like, shh. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that most the reason they do the vow of silence also, not only is it is it beneficial to shut the fuck up, but also like there is like most of the stuff you run your mouth about all the time is like ego and it's like not, it's not in service of what your goals are. Oh, yeah. So if you're like gossiping about people or you're like, oh, look what I got. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, oh, I... That'd be so hard. Like if I saw 
another monk and his vestments were all fucked up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I can't believe I can't talk about this until after vigils, man. <laughs> By that time, he's, his, his robe would be all sorted I out. I know, he straightened his wig right out, man. Right. <laughs> um, in Catholicism, they had rules for monks, right? And so they had three vows. They had a vow of obedience, conversion of life, and stability. And so the obedience vow was like you had to be obedient to Christ, right? And Christ was represented by the head of the monastery, which was usually like an abbot or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so you would have to be like subservient to the abbot. And conversion meant that you had to convert your lifestyle to the lifestyle of a monk. And that meant like all of the aspects of yourself that were tied to material world would just would no longer exist once you committed yourself to moving into the monastery right yeah and so you would devote everything to god and working towards godliness right and then stability the stability vow means that the monk would be committed to the monastery for the rest of their life and would then be buried in the cemetery at the monastery Okay. So it's like saying, I'm I'm in this to win this. I'm here. I will abide by the rules and I will die for this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And then other religious communities eventually added obedience and poverty and chastity vows. The poverty vows meant that you weren't allowed to own anything. And the only things that they were allowed to have were like their habit and like their shoes, maybe like a cloak Right? And that was all they were allowed to have. And then anything else they had, they would share with the poor. And chastity means, like, you know, you're not allowed having a girlfriend. You're not allowed having sex with anybody. And so they were not allowed to marry and not allowed to have families. Right? Yeah. And then that was just, like, the, those were, like, the main rules for, like the, like, the Catholic version of monks. Right? And then... The order you go, you start as a postulant, which is like, hey, some guy who's at the monastery thinking about being a monk, right? He's free to leave whenever he wants. Then he becomes a novice for uh, six months to a year and professes temporary vows. And then after a while, he will profess permanent vows, which are binding forever. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, it's binding with, it's binding within the religious order. That doesn't mean that you can't, I mean, you can leave or you can get kicked out. Yeah. It's not like you're restrained. Yeah. It's not legally binding. It's just something that declares your allegiance to the community. Right. Right. But, I mean, most people wouldn't leave, I don't think. No, I mean, no. Once you get to that point, you've been there a while and you know why you're there and you know what you're doing. I mean, it's kind of your shit. Yeah. I don't think that people would, I mean, it's not like STEM college. Yeah. Yeah. You go in for six months. You're like, Ooh, mm -mm. <laughs> mm, no, uh, if you're a nun, you have a vow of chastity. You have a vow of poverty. Um, you have obedience vows. You sometimes will have a vow of silence you will have clothing requirements um, and have to wear modest clothing if you're not wearing a habit. Yeah. Um, Catholic nuns 
are not allowed to use smartphones or social media. Oh, yeah. Uh And you cannot be a nun if you've been married already. And if you have been married, then your marriage will have to be annulled and not not be divorced before you're allowed to be a nun. Oh, and annulled is like an official church thing that says that your marriage was never valid? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. But then you married Jesus. Well, yeah, that's... Don't nuns wear rings that say that they married God? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So if nuns, just like with the monks, they have a spirency stage where they practice being a nun and they're like, maybe I want to be a nun. And they hang out in the monastery and they're like seeing if they like it or not, right? Um, Then you go into postulancy and novitiate stages and you learn how to be a nun um, once you get to novitiate you actually get your habit and you change your name and then after living as a novice for two years then you have the option to either go back to the outside world or to continue on and take your vows for three years and that is when you get your black hood and then after the third year then you would make your permanent vows okay and that is when you marry god Okay. Slip. I do. Slip that ring on, baby. <laughs> God has lots of wives. Well, I don't know if you ever read the Bible. There was some funky stuff in there with wives. Man. Right. 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 So who's the most famous nun? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking Sound of Music. That's not right. Well, probably Mother Teresa. She sucked, though. Yeah. Mother Teresa. Yeah. She yeah, was... I heard she got canceled. Yeah, she's, she sucked. Um, She was, like, super corrupt and shitty. Um... She had 517 missions in Calcutta, and she kept all of the people who were in all of her missions in, like, really deplorable conditions and did not give them medical care. They did not have food or painkillers and all this shit, even though she was raising millions of dollars. Yeah, so a mission is like a place where people go where they don't have anything, and they need, like, shelter and food and stuff. Right, right. And she had this thing about people accepting their lot and suffering and how the, the, the poor suffering was, like, representational of Christ's suffering. And so she was, like, into it. Yeah. Which is gross. Like, it's one thing for you to decide yourself that you're going to emulate that, but you can't decide for other people that you're going to make them suffer in order to, in order to embody Christ. That sounds like a Christian interpretation of pinhead speech. Right, right. This whole shit <laughs> is just, this is just it's a like, third Hellraiser episode. <laughs> like becoming famous for housing people in India and then making them suffer and being like, well, your suffering is actually beautiful. I love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> She won the Nobel Peace Prize, even though she sucked. And she spoke out against abortion when she was giving her speech for the Nobel Prize. Um, And she died in 1997. And they falsified a bunch of shit in order to get her miracle recognized by the Vatican. Yeah. And that is how they got her canonized. Um, There was a woman who had a tumor in her abdomen and she it was claimed that there was a a locket that had a picture of of mother Teresa 
in the locket, right? And she, it was like a beam of light came out of the locket and and cured her cancer, right? And and that was what they delivered to the Vatican, like that is yeah. what happened. But the woman and her doctors and stuff said she had medical care, and it took a year t- to get rid of the tumor. Yeah. So she was like in a hospital the yeah, whole time. Right, right. And it was a cyst caused by tuberculosis. And so it was it wasn't even like cysts are like different than like cancerous tumors. Yeah. But it still took a year of medical care and they were about they're all like, This is not but they falsified all that shit, right? And so So you're saying the Vatican falsified it, not the lady herself. Well, I would imagine the people acting on behalf of Mother Teresa in order to petition the Vatican for her canonization. Okay. Is that? The Missionaries of Charity? Yeah, right. That's, wasn't that what her thing was called? Something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't say in here. But anyway, so she sucked, and then she was beatified. The end. Mmm. Well, people people are fallible. Uh-huh. That's the whole, that's the moral of this story. But, you know, they're not, not all of the monks and stuff are Christian, obviously. We mentioned that already, but... There are Buddhist monks, and they have, like, a fucking ton of rules. There's probably more Buddhist monks than Catholic monks. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, that, just because of the... Based on the number of people there are. I think Western society does not value that lifestyle in the same way that other societies do. And so I believe that there probably are a lot more monks in, in other places than there are here. It's also probably, if you're not living in a house with a GMC Yukon and seven bedrooms and a flat screen TV, it's probably a lot easier to just give up your stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> People have a lot of stuff here. I think, I mean, I really wish that there was some, there was a more, like in the United States and in, like, in North America, like more of a option for people. Like if you don't want to participate in society, you can devote your, your life just to contemplation and scholarship and, and just like drop out. And here's a place where you can do that and you'll have your bare minimum necessities met and you can just spend your life in contemplation. Well, yeah, I would say that it's also been the the goal of government and corporations to make sure that nobody opts out of society. I mean, the last time there was a large movement for people to reject society and focus on scholarship and the arts and meditation was the the hippie movement. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely everybody in every form of media absolutely uh, denigrated the hippies uh-huh. and they they spoke out against them in any way they could because the idea of rejecting society and living communally and growing your own food was uh, anathema to them yeah sure Sure. I don't understand what the point is. I mean, like, what benefit do we get of having people in society who don't want to be here? Well, I mean, we. what benefit do you and I get? We don't get anything. Corporations make money from having to have people employed. And even if you don't want to be at work, they still get surplus capital from you working there. You generate $100,000 worth of 
profit for the business and they only pay you 30k a year mm -hmm. that's surplus capital they can give your frowny face that 30k yeah <laughs> maybe if you're maybe if you're recalcitrant and you're not a bootlicker and you don't like being told what to do and you don't care about the company and you steal time and you steal shit from your business they make 95,000 instead of 100,000 right. off you right right so anyway so i got these rules for monks for buddhist monks right yeah they have the main ones no sex no stealing, no murdering. These are like very basic, right? You're not allowed claiming levels of concentration that have not been achieved. Oh, so you cannot steal like Shaolin monk valor. Right, If right. you can't do like one hand or one finger death or whatever. You can... <laughs> if, you haven't if you haven't reached that level of consciousness and you can't say you have. Okay. Uh, you're not allowed deliberately emitting sperm. So you're it's wet dreams only from here on out, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I assumed with the monks, with the Catholic monks too, yeah. Right. Um, you're not allowed having a ill-mannered conversation with a woman. You're not allowed having sex. You're not allowed uniting couples. Wait, wait what does uniting couples mean? I think... Uh, like bring, like bringing, like being a matchmaker? Um, hooking people up. Like for... Trying to get people's information and, and, and exchanging it so other people can hook up. Oh. <laughs> okay. That must have been... You ever see a rule so specific somewhere and you think uh, that that's so specific obviously something happened yeah right um you're not allowed building a house that exceeds 2.7 meters by 1.6 meters oh so like your house is like a little coffin okay um not allowed being alone with women you have to you, you're not allowed having an extra robe for more than 10 days at a time you're not to spend the night far from one of your three robes so the so these rules are all really very specific. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay. There's lots of robe rules. Yeah. Uh -huh. You can't have a silk carpet. You cannot accept money or use money or exchange things. You cannot keep an extra bowl for longer than 10 days. Um, you're not allowed asking for a new bowl until your present bowl has at least five cracks or it is not usable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of bowl and robe rules. <laughs> yes, okay. right. Um, you can't destroy plants. Um, you cannot build a roof with more than three layers. Um, you cannot store food in the afternoon for later. You can't tickle people. <laughs> you can't kill animals. The, those are very too... The, the magnitude of those are much different to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, more robe rules. Don't leak your hand. You can't speak with your mouth full. You can't put your hand in your mouth. Not even a single finger. Wow, okay. You can't stick your tongue out of your mouth when you're eating. You can't make a mess when you're eating with, with your rice and stuff. You can't slurp. You can't wipe the inside of a bowl when you're eating. You cannot start a conflict by confrontation. There's all kinds of rules, man. You're 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 monking out now. <laughs> that is a uh, there's a lot of extreme micromanaging, but I I feel like I understand the vibe of it is to just basically act normal, restrained manner. Right. But I guess sometimes you got to spell it out for people. Right. Did you know that in the year 1000 monasteries were the single biggest employer in Europe? No. 
They were considered to be an employer. Yeah, because, I mean, they made so much stuff, they they amassed wealth with all the stuff they produced in order to support their monasteries. Oh, man, you guys dropped out of society and created your own society. I mean, that's how it goes, man. It's called got away, breakaway society. You got away from it, and now you're just stacking up cash like a regular society. Right, right. Did you know that some nuns are totally naked under their habits? No. It's true. That sounds Air like out. that sounds like that's made up. Yeah, there's no standard of what to wear underneath your habit. Some wore, some nuns wore t-shirts and sneakers. Some of them wore wore nothing. But I mean, if you had to wear like a fifty-eight pound triple dress out of black fabric, you'd probably be naked under it. I'd want to be, yeah, for sure. Think about it. So, what did you learn today about monks and monking out? Are you gonna be a monk? I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm made for monkitude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think I'm at the point in my balding journey where I don't think that they would even... I think they'd be like, you cannot, like, if we give you the tonsure... Because that's where they just shave, like, the, the kind of crown of your head, right? Uh-huh. I feel like if I went in, they'd be like, you just... You decided to do this because you already don't have hair there. That does not prove that you are in service to God. If we shave the eight hairs that grow right there on the crown of your head, buddy... <laughs> Like that doesn't prove shit, man. Right, right. So you're not gonna you're not gonna go monk out. No, they basically everything that I would want to do, you can't do. You have to get up in the morning instead of sleep all morning. You cannot talk, and you can't have stuff. I'm not a stuff guy, but I need some of my stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I am going to learn more about the religion that says you should actually try to do hedonism and you should have a family and have fun. I really like that. I feel like I learned something today, which is, uh, I already knew I didn't want to be a monk, but I didn't know that there was a name for being cool and having having fun. I didn't know it was like a religious pathway. I'm pretty intrigued by that. So, uh, you know, you know, somebody else that would be intrigued by that pathway of living their life, having a good time, making friends, and having fun. Cory Grella. This is absolutely going to appeal to her. So She fucking loves it. Cory, when I find out, I promise we'll talk about it. <laughs> and uh, There's some monks in Harlem Township. There are not. Maybe there are. I guess there Wood could. Wood monks. We wouldn't know. <laughs> we wouldn't. You know what? Monk that, of the woods. <laughs> that... My my first response was not fair. If there were monks in Harlem Township, we wouldn't know. They'd be in their fucking monastery. Right. Yeah, they're monkery. <laughs> the Har- Harlem monkery on the east east side of Harlem. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the nice side of Harlem Township. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, a side, it's a side that faces toward God in the morning. Right. Last but not least, if you want your monastic grains and boiled vegetables to arrive in the condition that they left the other monastery. <laughs> oh, Hazel Technologies. Hazel Technologies has the packets for your jackets, baby. God oh, damn it. Hazel Technologies. God Thank- damn it. <laughs> That's a new slogan for it. <laughs> That's what you say when you get your... Fucking fresh fruit. Damn it. Exactly. That's what you're going to say, baby. <laughs> so if you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That's where you get to our Discord. That's how you can tell us what to talk about. This episode was suggested to us by Mycological. Hey, buddy. 
somebody in our Discord. So Check it if, out. if you'd like to share an idea with us to talk about patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity, you're also going to get all of our paid episodes you haven't heard yet and group games and all the great stuff we like to do. And everybody loves everybody. Everybody does love everybody. It's that kind of a community. But you can still crank off if you want. We won't stop you. But don't don't tell us tell, about it. Don't tell us about it. It's not that kind of community. Right. Man, there's sites for that. Just go there. Yeah. Thanks again come, for... Come and talk to us after you're done cranking off. <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> slash Garbage Brain University, the post whacking it community <laughs> for your lifestyle. Thanks again for listening. I we'll love t- you. We'll talk to you Goodbye. soon. Goodbye.